Welcome to the Hear Me Out podcast, where we talk about everything life, health, fitness, and more. Here with Travis and Tiffany. Join us every Monday for new episodes. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Welcome back to the Hear Me Out podcast. How are you doing today, honey? I'm good. You're clearly on another level. Yeah, I just, we just crushed a pizza. I'm excited. It's a cheat meal. It is a cheat meal. And speaking of cheat meals, we're going to talk today about how to stay motivated when working towards your fitness goals. Yeah. So lay it out, honey. How do you stay motivated? Well, motivation fades. So you need to have discipline and you need to have consistency because that's what's going to get you to those goals. Mm -hmm. Dedication is more important than motivation. Absolutely, 100%. Um, Motivation will fade over time, and motivation usually fades, especially when things get difficult. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we see it all the time in sports. We see it, you know, and especially in our sport, right? Like, we both bowl competitively for 10-pin bowling, and, you know, it's like when things get really, really hard, a lot of the time people just check out. Why do you think that is? Um... I honestly think that people don't want it bad enough and they, or they don't want to put the work in and it goes for their fitness goals too. Like everybody, you know, wants to take this magic pill that's going to make them lose 30 pounds and give them a shredded six pack. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, but you know, that doesn't exist. Yeah. Like, I don't know about you, but I, it doesn't exist. Cause if it did, whoever came up with it would make a hell of a lot of money. Yeah. Um, So those people who um, quit when things are getting hard, would you say they have a bad why? Yeah, it's really important. Like I took a personal trainer's course. Um, The reason why I didn't get into personal training was just because of the fact that I didn't like how sales oriented a lot of the clubs were um, Mm -hmm. and how much money they charged. I think it was ridiculous. So, but at the same time, like what I learned through that course was you have to find your why and it has to be a good why. You know, it can't be something that you're just going to have for a little bit and then, you know, it's going to disappear. It has to be a consistent why. Like, I mean, you see, I mean, you can tell the people right now how disciplined have I been over COVID and, you know, like since the gyms opened back up. Yeah, you've been pretty disciplined going pretty much every single day. Um, for those listening who don't know what a why is, do you want to briefly explain? I'm sure most people know, but just in case. Yeah. Um, so the why is like your reason, your core reason for wanting to go. Now that could be something of you have the goal that you want to lose 30 pounds. You have the goal of, you know, let's just say your overall health hasn't been good and you want to be healthy. Um, it could be like my why is, is through bowling. Cause You know, when I was at the top of the game, my game representing Team Canada won international medals, the whole nine yards. I was religiously going to the gym and working out. And it was because I wanted to be the best and I wanted to beat the best. Mm -hmm. And that was my why, you know, so it can be an array of things, but it's got to be that's basically what a why is. It's that reason why you get up in the morning and go or go after work. Yeah, so I guess that's our first point and our first um main idea here for the podcast is staying motivated involves having a good why um and really believing in that why like i mean do you think there are bad reasons as to why people get into working out 
Um, I don't think that there's ever a bad reason as to why people get into working out, but I don't, I just think that there's not sustainable reasons as to why people get into working out. And a lot of the time, those re- reasons that they, they hit and they're not sustainable is also because they don't want it bad enough. You know, you were being healthy and working out is, is a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. and you have to make it a habit like it has to be a lifestyle yeah, like a lifestyle change yeah it, you mm-hmm. can't it can't be just a pick-me-up you know because it's it's you you won't get the results from that i mean you yeah know. you'll fluctuate too much you'll lose the weight then you'll put on the weight then you'll lose the weight put on the weight and it's never something that you're gonna maintain whereas living a healthy lifestyle it might take you longer to lose the initial weight but then you'll be able to maintain that. Yeah. And I mean, the biggest thing that I see with people with fitness who actually give up on their journeys is they say it's either too hard or they hit plateaus and they don't, they can't break through them. And I mean, I get the simple thing to, to explain the plateau is your body gets used to what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So there, there's this big misconception in the, in the fitness industry that, you know, Oh, you have to switch up your exercises, um, you know, because your body gets used to your exercise. That that's not true. Your body doesn't get used to you bench pressing. What your body gets used to is the weight and the pace that you're putting on it. So when you're you do a consistent weight and a consistent pace, your body gets used to that, and then you get used to doing it, and then you never go up and you never challenge yourself and that's where progressive overload and all these other things come in and it's just changing the time under tension. So how slow your rep is, how fast your rep is, um, you know, just, just finding different ways to challenge your body. So, um, but that's how you're going to break through plateaus is, is consistently challenging your body in different, in different ways with heavier weight, with lighter weight, with, you know, um, uh, different tempos. So faster, slower, your body's going to respond to that. Yeah. So I guess that's our second piece of advice here for staying motivated is uh, constantly challenging your body. Yep. I, I had a goal during COVID um, that I put out on my Instagram page that I wanted to run 5k by the end of summer. Quickly shut yourself out. What's your Instagram? Travis Colley 300 is my Instagram handle. All right. Um, but yeah, so I had this goal that I wanted to run 5K by the end of the summer. And I started in June, I think it was. Um, and, you know, I ended up running that 5K in, what, what was it, three weeks, I think? I think it was that, two and a half, three. Yeah. And and how I did it was just based on the fact that I continuously challenged myself. Like every day it was like I started off the first day, I ran a kilometer and a half and I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Like I literally felt like I was going to die. Um, and then like a week later, I would, ran two and a half K. And I mean, she can uh, Tiff can attest to this. Like I would literally come home and collapse on the deck because my legs were so, so in such a, a, a mess. I had bad shin splints. I. My leg muscles were just super tired. I was always exhausted from it. And, uh, you know, I just decided that I was just going to continuously push myself. 
Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't realize that training is as much mental as it is physical. Your yeah. body is capable of so much, but your brain tries to protect it. And you have to break through that mental barrier to see those results. And that's kind of, that's how I started running 5k in, you know, the three, three weeks, four weeks, whatever it was. And, you know, I ended up doing a day where I did 10k the one day on a day off, you know, and just because I could. Yeah, like you're definitely a lot more capable than you think you are. I see it all the time um, when I'm at work. So while I'm in school, I'm working part time at Orange Theory. Um, And we get a lot of people who come in thinking that they can't do it. We have like different challenges and different um, workouts every single day. And a lot of them before even stepping foot in the studio think that they can't do it, which is setting themselves up for essentially failure. Yeah. And I mean, the good thing about like orange theory and even getting a personal trainer, I mean, Orange Theory is good because they have coaches who will really hype you up and get you going. Mm -hmm. Um, Personal trainers are good in the same fact because of the fact that they, number one, can teach you the good fundamentals of a workout. Um, But the other part is, is that they hold you accountable Mm -hmm. so that you actually show up because there's a lot of people that need that. I mean, so many people are just like, oh, well, I'll go tomorrow. Oh, well, I'll take this day off, you know. Um, the days that I felt like taking off, I have gotten some of my best workouts in when I've gone. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's actually a good piece of advice too. If you're somebody who's constantly going to the gym, maybe switch some things up in your fitness journey. Like maybe book a class. Cause I know a lot of people when they book a class and have to prepay for the class, you're going to show up mm-hmm. and then you're going to have the trainer, the coach, the instructor, whatever the class is, um, there to hold you accountable for the 45 minutes to an hour or however long the class is. Um, and that can really help you if you feel like you are plateauing or you need a little bit more motivation to switch it up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, the thing is though, is too, is like living this active lifestyle doesn't just mean, you know, weightlifting and cardio and all that. Mm-hmm. It can just be going, you know, for walks every day, or it could be playing, <laughs> playing a sport, or, you know, it does. It do, doesn't just have to be, you know, weightlifting and training. It it's all yeah. tailored to what your goals are. Yeah, we have three dogs, and as soon as you just said the uh, W A L K word, um, a lot of the ears perked up. But yeah, like an active lifestyle doesn't just mean being in a gym or going to a fitness class. That's just an option for people. Kind of like you said, you can go for a WA, okay? Mm-hmm. Or you can go swimming. You can do a lot of different things, even just going and playing a sport. That's part of an active lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, like we we bowl a couple times a week. And every time that we go bowling, you know, in three games, we burn like 900 calories because we're active. Well, you're more than I am. Yeah. Because, you know, males burn more calories than females in a shorter amount of time, which isn't fair. But, yeah, we burn a lot of calories. I'm probably around, like, the 700 mark. Yeah. And that's just three games. Like, yeah. you know, so it's, 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 you got to find something you enjoy, too. Because, like, that's a lot of the other thing, too, is, like, people don't enjoy training. And then mm-hmm. it's, like, they they fizzle out and fry out because they just get tired of what they're doing. And it's like, you gotta, you gotta find something that you enjoy. Um, I'm pretty lucky because I pretty much enjoy everything for the most part. 
um that has to do with just me working out like i'm very i don't like a class setting i'm very kind of i like to get my headphones in and i just go at it um you know i'm not like that i have a lot of trouble when it comes to just going to the gym and lifting weight a lot of trouble uh it's more like back to that whole dedication thing we were talking about um for me that's key because if i'm not dedicated i i won't go there well, and I mean, and this is this is kind of the perfect example too. Like, if you look at somebody like yourself, you know, um, like look at the range of motion in your shoulders and stuff like that. It's terrible. Yeah, there's, you know, it, there's no range of motion. If you guys could see, if I could show you, it, it doesn't exist. <laughs> and then somebody like myself, where I have extremely good range of motion, but it's it's one of those things of that, you know. I go to the gym and I weight lift and I have been for a long time. You know, I mean, I've taken time mm-hmm. off and, and, you know, I haven't been as consistent or dedicated to it, but you know, my body ha- for pretty much everything has really good range of motion. And it's because I've taken for the most part, very good care of my body mm-hmm. aside from the diet portion of it. But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, we, we go on waves of being really good and then, not so good. And then it goes up. Today was my fault. I took a two-hour nap and didn't realize what day it was when I woke up. So, yeah. <laughs> and I was at work all day. But yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, so it's 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 tailored to what your goals are, and you got to make sure that you enjoy what you're doing. I love picking heavy stuff up and throwing it down. So I mean, mm-hmm. me putting headphones in and weight training isn't a big issue for me. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's. I, I'm but I've always been very good at challenging myself you know it doesn't matter whether it's sport whether it's been in the gym whatever like every time I attempt something I want to be better at it the next time or I want to do one more rep or I want to do more weight like yeah I think that's a, a good thing that you have I think that's the difference between you and me and we can go into this in a whole other podcast is you challenge yourself ways physically whereas for myself a lot of it is mentally a lot of it is you know something like school or um I really enjoy tech so that's something that I challenge myself with not as much physically but for you at least when it comes to your fitness goals it's good that you're um wanting to challenge yourself physically like all the time yeah and I mean yeah so it's you it's it's really a battle within yourself and how bad you want something, you know, like the other thing that I want to explain here too, is like, you have to understand what your body type is and Mm -hmm. that recomping your body is, is very, very difficult. Like it takes forever and people don't realize that. Yeah. Like it's, it takes, it takes years to recomp your body. Yeah. You want a Um, quick fix and it doesn't exist. Yeah. And I mean, there's some people out there that are just like, you know, oh, I want to rip six pack and for your body type. It's just not possible. Yeah. You know, like it doesn't matter. It's true. It doesn't matter how much, how healthy you eat. It's just not possible. Um, You know, and like that, that's, that's a big thing is understanding your body type and what's going to look good for your body type. And, you know, not trying to achieve something that's unattainable for you because yeah. that's a really easy way to get yourself deterred from from health and fitness is because oh i'll never reach that goal and Mm -hmm. it's like well you've set a goal and a milestone that's not possible 
Yeah, I think that's important because for myself, like I follow people like Whitney Simmons, Natasha Ocean, and as much as, you know, they're in really good shape and their body looks the way that it looks, um, mine is never going to look like that. It's going to be my own body's version and I have to be okay with that, which I actually am, which is a good thing. <laughs> well, yeah, and like you look at me, like I'm, I've always been a tall, slender guy and I mean... Um, I look up to guys like Michael Hearn. Uh, I love the rock and his workouts with how intense they are, you know, uh, people of that nature, even Steve cook, like mm. for a gym shark athlete. Cause we both love gym shark clothing. Yeah. Um, I'm wearing gym shark now. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> and their body, their body compositions aren't something that I'm going to be able to attain at my age because the foundation needed to be built when I was like 18. I'm yeah. now 32, you know, and they've had years of doing it. The only and the only way that I would be able to reach that type of of body composition is if I did like steroids or growth hormone. You don't want to do. Yeah. Um, but there's still like a level to which your body can accomplish like your own body's version of that. Yeah. You know, like it's not going to be as good as it would have been if you laid the foundation when you were 18 but there's still a version of that that you can accomplish. Absolutely. And like, and that's what I mean. You just kind of, that's what I was saying. And getting back to that point is that you have to, you have to understand what your body comp is going to look like. And you have to understand what your body comp, uh, composition is going to be capable of. Cause everybody has different genes. Mm -hmm. Everybody like for guys is different testosterone levels. It's, you know, there it's different body frames. Yeah you know and like the thing is like a uh, perfect example is a football player tell me that a 300 pound defensive lineman that does pushes other 300 pound men around is not an athlete you know what i mean like doesn't have mm -hmm. an athletic body you can still have a belly and still have that dad bod in a sense <laughs> and be in really good shape yeah you know so and that's that's another big misconception that to be in really good shape you have to have a ripped six-pack and chiseled chest and the whole nine yards and i think when it comes to women as well um for them to be in shape they say you need to have a flat stomach well i'm going to break it to you you have estrogen if you are a woman okay and you have a lot of it for reproductive reasons and other you know hormonal reasons and it makes it very, very difficult, number one, for you to lose weight quickly. But number two, your body's going to hold on to that, in a sense, for survival and for protection because of in the future, um, you if you want to have kids, I mean, you need to have that. And unfortunately, with the fitness industry, um, it seemed as having a flat stomach as being fit for a woman, which is not true. Yeah, and I mean... The fitness industry, unfortunately, has taken like a big turn, you know, I think for the worse when it comes to people mm -hmm. is because of the fact that, you know, we portray these these guys again, like Michael Hearn, like The Rock, you know, Steve Cook, and then kind of tell everybody that's that that is obtainable. And it's like, you know what, like realistically for a lot of people now, mm -hmm. depending on what age you're starting, it's not. If you're 18 years old, it's definitely obtainable because you can set your foundation. But when yeah. you're starting at like 25, 30, it's, it's damn near impossible. Your diet has to be so perfect. And I mean, we're talking about, you got to eat like 
seven to 12 servings of vegetables a day. You can only have carbohydrates for the most part around your workouts. Your protein intake, if you want to get that big, probably needs to be upwards. I would I would say for most people, upwards of 260 to 300 grams of protein a day and higher. You know, like, and and it has to be every day. Like, there's no breaks. There's no cheat meals at that age. Yeah. Because every time you have a cheat meal, like we, I'm 32. I just had some pizza tonight. I probably just set myself back like two days. Uh, I don't know about that, honestly, because if you go to the gym tomorrow and say you have a really good workout, you are using the carbs, you're using the energy in your workout. Um, so I don't know if I agree with that, but I mean, going back to how you kind of said, like the fitness industry sets us up for false um, realities and false expectations. Yeah. Like I kind of said earlier, there is a version of that that you can obtain. Oh my gosh. Every podcast, I can't speak English. There is a version of that that is obtainable, um, but it's not going to be to that magnitude. And I think that's the hard part. And I think that's something a lot of people don't talk about, which is why I follow the fitness influencers that I do, because they do talk about it. Yeah. And I mean, it's, Again, it's just the whole being open and honest thing, right? Like, I mean, like I'll tell you right now, if I could afford the $10,000 a month that it, it takes to go on to something like growth hormone, which has no side effects from what they've really found and would help build tons of muscle, I'll be perfectly honest. I would love to do that. But I'm not willing to stick myself with an anabolic steroid and a needle to get to that level when there's so many bad side effects. Yeah. And like, especially too, if if you do want to go the route of a personal trainer or um, say you end up wanting to be an influencer, people are going to look to you for an example. And that's as much as you can tell them, I worked out this much and I ate this. You're not being honest. Yeah, and I mean... Unless you disclose it, obviously. Like, I know people would, but... I can't remember the name of what the gene's called. I always forget (laughs) it. But there's a gene that especially that men have... Is it a hormone or... I think it's either a hormone or a gene. But there's something basically in your body that allows you... To only gain so much muscle. So, so your body will can only gain so much muscle. And literally 1%. That's myostatin? It, myostatin, yep. There you go. Um, that's the name of it. <laughs> um, it's the, the one less than 1% of the population in the world does not have that that gene, that hormone, whatever you want to call it um they weren't born with it and then those are the people that can put on as much muscle as they want to without needing anything yeah so all these people that you see on instagram and everything who you know are 21 years old or 19 years old and have muscle out of their mind you got to remember odds are chances they're probably taking something to already reach that plot goal and that plateau and that area because of the fact that Remember, less than 1%, you know, don't have that. Yeah. Um. So I guess we'll bring it back a little bit here. So when we're talking about staying motivated, we talked about the why. Um, we talked about being consistent. Um, consistent. Um, and I guess like the last thing and kind of what we're talking about here is just have realistic 
expectations for yourself and understand that it does take time. And the other thing that I want to make sure here, and it's, it's talking about the diet part or the, the, you know, the eating and everything and the caloric deficits and that you don't want to put yourself in a severe caloric deficit because that shocks your body into storing everything as fat because Mm. your body goes into a state of shock, doesn't know what you're doing to it. So it wants to preserve as much as it can for any, you know, for future uses of energy and everything like that. And so many people do that and they don't see results. And that's the reason why you actually end up losing more muscle mass that way than fat loss. Mm -hmm. You want to, if you want to gain or lose more fat, you should go into like a two to two to 500 caloric deficit is good. And then it just takes time and consistency. Yeah. Ease into it. Don't just not eat. And and always remember for protein uh, consumption, one gram of protein per pound of body weight is great for maintaining 1.5 to 2 grams per pound of body weight is great for building so and that's your muscle mass that has nothing to do with your fat that is your muscle mass the more muscle you have on the body the more anabolic you stay the more your body utilizes carbohydrates and fat stores and shrinks them because they utilize them as an energy source yeah and from what i understand too i mean correct me if i'm wrong but you're when wrong. you're trying, thanks. <laughs> when you're trying to lose weight, you don't, or you still need to eat the same amount of protein. Am I right? Yes. Um, if you look at it, it's the age old secret of bodybuilders. When they're in their off season or they're trying to bulk up, their protein is really high. Carbohydrates are high. Healthy fats are low. As soon as they go into a cutting phase, protein is really high. Carbohydrates are low and healthy fats are through the roof. And that's literally to kind of break it down as simple as possible. Those are the guidelines that you should, you should always follow. Yeah. So always keep your protein intake, like kind of like you said, one gram of protein per um, pound of body weight. (laughs) Uh, Like I said, guys, English is hard. Um, But yeah, as a rule of thumb. So I guess we'll wrap it up here. Um, Like we said. The whole reason we talked about the diet part and added that in is because of the thing like you guys, you know, it's it's still about that's still a big part of healthy living and fitness. And, you know, you need to add the exercise with the diet part if you're going to see results. You can't have you can't outwork a bad diet. You can't have one without the other. Diet is more important. Yeah. And recovery. Yes. It goes diet, recovery, training. Training is the least important. All right. With that said, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, make sure to rate and review the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe as well. We post uh, new episodes every single Monday. Anything else to say, honey? Go and reach those goals. Yes. Go to the gym. Go to a fitness class. All right. We'll see you guys next Monday. Bye. Bye. (laughs)